Hi, and welcome to How'd You Do That? Today I have a very special guest, Fatini Economopoulos. Uh, Fatini is the founder of a consulting company called Forward Focusing. She teaches at York University's Schulich School of Business and is, is an advisor at the Network of uh, Executive Women. Welcome, Fatini. Thank you for being on our show today. Thank you for having me. I'm always pleased to share some knowledge with a cool group of people. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. So can you tell us more about what about yourself and, and what you do in your line of work? So um, my background is in actually retail and small business. That's how I grew up. Um, so if you've ever seen the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, that was my life. <laughs> so that was where I earned the nickname, The Negotiator. That's a true story. And um, I went and did my MBA in organization behavior and then joined the corporate world working for some large manufacturers. And I started negotiating with Walmart on a regular basis in Canada and a little bit of international work. And then um, I was poached by a consulting firm who is responsible for training people on how to be more effective negotiators. So I started crisscrossing the globe, spending a ton of time with large companies in the US, locked up in hotel rooms, um, working on these intensive workshops in boardrooms and teaching people how to get what they want, essentially. That evolved into clients going, it's great that you trained our team, like whether it was sales teams, procurement teams, marketing teams, doesn't matter. Um, they're like, oh, it's great that you trained our team, but we've got 100 million on the line on this deal, or we've got 7 billion on the line in this deal. We need somebody who knows what they're doing. So I would coach through real life negotiations, whether it was role playing or strategizing or sitting in a war room and mapping things out two years out. Um, that became a big part of what I do on a regular basis as well. And then in more recent years, I've done a lot more of keynote addresses, which I find a lot of fun because I get to reach much bigger audiences. So I'll speak at conferences, at national sales meetings, at association meetings, at women's groups, and talk to people broadly about, again, how to get what you want. So it's about confidence. It's about communication skills. It's about managing conflict and preventing conflict. Um, so I do a lot of that kind of work. So it's kind of training, consulting, um, keynotes. And then when I find the time, I also teach part-time at the Schulich School of Business in their MBA negotiations classes as well. So that's whole, the whole gamut of what it is that I do at the moment. Wow. So you're a very, very, very busy woman. <laughs> very yeah. busy woman too. You know, I don't know if you have time for yourself then. Do you, do you get time to do anything that you like to do uh, throughout this whole time? Or You have to make it. Like, I mean, I've been self-employed now for the last five years. So that gives me a little bit more flexibility in terms of owning my own schedule versus a consulting firm filling that time. So, you know, you find a way to do, I'd like to call it work-life integration as opposed to balance because I don't think we any, any of us are very good at balancing. Right. You know, I, I carve out that time. The days that I'm not with clients, I have a little bit more relaxed time. And then sometimes I work on the weekends and that it all evens out in the end. Well, that's great. And, and so what led you to this, uh, to this current path that you're on right now? It was, it was axiperpidental. Um, so <laughs> I, I always, I tell people that I'm always open to what the universe has to offer. So I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And so I studied everything and that opened up some doors and that's how I ended up at L'Oreal. And then when trainers at L'Oreal would come in and say to me, you know, we always did a lot of personal development stuff, which was really cool. And they would say, you know, you're meant to do something else. I said, tell me what it is. Cause I, I would love to know. <laughs> and so I was always, looking. I was always looking for something. And when opportunities came up, I grabbed them. So when this company said, you should really be doing what we're doing, I was like, yeah, okay, well, why not? It took them a year to convince me to come on board. Um, but it was really just about, I think, making yourself really open about putting your skill set out there, about talking to people and asking lots of questions and being really inquisitive. I was always very curious 
Um, and I think that's what opened up a lot of doors for me. And so when I see somebody who needs help, I want to find a way to help them using my skill set. And that just kept snowballing into one opportunity after another, whether it was the consulting, the training, the keynotes, and so on, the advising, the coaching, all of that stuff has just kind of come naturally as a result of just putting my skills out into the universe and doing what I do. Right, right. And then, so, you know, you talked a little bit about helping. So then what drove you to the willingness to wanting to help others? I mean, you mentioned a few, but, um, but did, did it go back to, you know, your roots when you were younger or was it just more recent? <laughs> No, I really think, I think I might have talked to you about this before. Um, For me, there's an element of social justice that is innate in me. And I don't know if it's because I was raised with a father uh, and a mother, but a father mostly who um, went through some serious um, discrimination, you know, as an immigrant in Canada, things have not always been perfect for immigrants here, even though I'd say we have a more welcoming environment than let's say some other countries do. And so he always talked about that quite a bit and overcoming some of those obstacles. And if something, you know, went wrong at school or something like that, he would first go to this discrimination, this racism place because, oh, it's because of your last name or whatever (laughs) it was. And I would call him a conspiracy theorist at the time. Um, But it, it, it did plant a seed in me. And as a female, Um, I definitely saw myself being treated differently than my male peers, whether it was in school, whether it was in university, in in the corporate world, no matter what boardroom I was in, there was a marked difference in terms of how people treated me. And I had this sense of, you know, unfairness that I wanted to fix. And I feel like for me, I want to fix it for myself, but I also want to make sure like, why should other people have to go through that? Like that's, if I see a sense of injustice in the world, I want to fix it, not just for myself, but for everybody. And so that's also driven a lot of the work that I do with women's groups. I have a really hard time saying no um, to women's groups. And I try to keep finding ways to serve them. Even when my schedule doesn't allow, we get creative about it because I just think it's so important to close the gender pay gap. And I think it's important to to pull minorities up with us. Um, I want to equal the playing field for as many people as I can. And, you know, there's been certain marked experiences in my life where I've seen it happen for me. And I know that I'm a very resilient person. I'm a very assertive person and I can handle it. What about those people who aren't as resilient as me? What about the people who aren't necessarily as brave or can't necessarily stand up for themselves? So how do I help them get to that same place? Um, I think that also was expedited when my nieces came along. So they're now Mm -hmm. 10 and 13 years old. um, And I see some of the things that happens on the playground for them too. And I'll talk to them about it and and hope that they continue to open up to me. And I think about that too, go, well, what if they, what if somebody doesn't have an Fotini at home? You know, how do you get through that moment? What can we do to empower more people to get through some of these challenges? Um, so a couple of years ago, I actually did a girls empowerment camp for 11 to 14 year olds. Um, oh, and it was the most rewarding and exhausting <laughs> week of my life. Um, and I want to find a way to do it again. Right now, I'm just strapped for for time. I have a feeling this summer might be a little bit different given the current state of affairs. But um, there is a, there's an opportunity and a desire to want to do more to to help people at a younger age, to spare them some of the experiences that perhaps you and I have had um, right. over the years, to prepare them for what's still to come. Um, so I just think that it's just, it, it kind of snowballs into, I see opportunities and I, and I take them and then, oh, there's another way to, to do it. it. It gets more creative as time goes on. That's wonderful. So you're just learning as you go along and, and trying oh. to find ways <laughs> to help others. That's great. Um, so, so then what keeps you, what keeps Fatini driven on a daily basis? 
Um, I'm definitely by nature an achiever. Um, I always have been. So I think like that's just part of my personality type is when I see a bar, I need to hit it or exceed it. Um, and then part of it is also that injustice thing. Like I have a fire in my belly to create change in the world. And when I, what enforces that is when I get a note from a former student or someone who's in my audience and they say, I did this because of what I heard in your workshop, or as a result of something you said, here's what I started doing for myself. That for me is like the fuel to my fire. So I love getting notes like that. I love seeing the change in people and, and knowing that I help to contribute to make a better life for them. And it's not just like handing them something. It's that teach a man to fish and they'll be able right. to take care of themselves for the rest of their lives. That for me is really um, rewarding. And, I, and intrinsic rewards are what drive me more than anything else in this world. So that's a pretty massive one. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. And, and so, um, you know, you've, you, you're very successful. When I, when I look at you, I, I see, a, you know, a successful, hardworking woman. Um, so were you looking for success on your path? I mean, and you know what, it, it, success is not always measured by percentage points along that. And I've mentioned that a few times in my podcast, but it's, it's basically what you currently are or what you currently have is a success in itself. So, but in this case, um, you know, you've reached, uh, you know, unlimited growth. Uh, um, you're, you're at the top. I feel like you're at the top of your game. You're, um, you're very inspiring to me and I think to many others. So, so were you looking for that success or did, how did it come to you? Well, I appreciate the compliment. I know for me, it's that achiever personality type that is a, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Because you're driven to keep going and going and achieve things. And I think I've just shifted my mindset to instead of achieving rewards in, in terms of like titles and things of that nature, or, you know, another degree or whatever it is, I've switched my vision to the intrinsic reward. I just know because of my experiences, when I apply myself, success will come and success might be in the form of cash and it might be in the form of notoriety and it might be in the form of branding. But now I just keep, I've gotten some of that. I got that momentum going and I just know that if I keep doing good, then success will come and, you know, I'll make a living and I'll do all of those things and more will continue to come as long as I keep true to my authenticity of wanting to do more and put more good into the universe. I don't like, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to be too airy fairy about it, but <laughs> I just feel like when you do good and when you do, when you put out quality work, um, people will notice it and people are intrinsically good people as well. Like we're innately reciprocal part of persuasion principles. The stuff that I study is that when you do something good for someone, they want to do something in return. And right. so I know when I do good some way, somehow down the line, it'll come back to me, call it karma, call it whatever you want. But right. for me, if I've helped somebody, I know that I've been successful and I have the confidence to know the more successful people I create, the more success is coming my way. So I, I've, I've, it's really taken a lot for me to put my perfectionism aside and stop worrying about, you know, hitting salary milestones and growth milestones and just worry about what am I putting out there for people? And, you know, you just keep getting the rewards when you do that. Right. So basically you're being more authentic than, uh, than just doing, uh, you know, like you said, hitting those milestones. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I huge. Just, I, I love that I'm self-employed and I don't have to worry about hitting somebody's quota every year because that right. I think would crush my spirit. And I did it for a, a long time and I was good at it, but it, I didn't feel nearly as good as I do today. And I'm actually more successful today than I was back then. Wow. That's so, that's so wonderful. <laughs> and what did you learn from, you know, from along your way that, uh, 
Um, you know, you went from working for someone to now working for yourself. I mean, you just mentioned that, you know, you're, you're much happier uh, doing you know, your own thing. Um, so what else have you learned along the way? Oh God. Um, <laughs> that's such a loaded question. I feel like every time I answer a question like that, the answer is so different. Um, I've learned that there, I've got an, I'm an amazing support network. Um, I've learned that I have planted so many seeds I didn't know I was planting. Mm -hmm. So when I quit my job over five years ago, I made an announcement on LinkedIn telling everybody that, Hey, I'm no longer with that former company. And I had 50 people in my inbox saying, what can I do to help? Um, wow, nice. and that, that was pretty amazing. So I, I felt as somebody who's not a risk taker, it was pretty insane for me to even quit my job in the first place. Um, but I didn't feel like, I felt like it was a very calculated risk and a very minimized risk because I knew I had so many people around me who were more than willing to help me out or to provide an opportunity or to provide an introduction or whatever that was going to take to get to the next step. So I think people are good when you treat them well. I think, and again, it just keeps back to that authenticity and putting good out into the universe. Um, um, you know, there are some people who take advantage on occasion and that's fine too. But as long as you have more of the other folks, it definitely, the pros outweigh the cons for that. Mm -hmm. I've learned that I'm not good at working for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can do it. It doesn't, it, I, you know, I miss being part of a team, but right. I love the autonomy that comes with self-employment. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to get really creative about building a team around me. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've hired a marketing consultant. I have an admin who helps with things, mm -hmm. but I also connect with really interesting and fascinating entrepreneurs who become a support network in many ways. Um, and so I've discovered that more or less in the last year or so. And I've leaned really heavily on those folks, not for anything in particular, it's just for solidarity, if anything, right. to feel like you're part of something bigger. So I know that mm -hmm. I'm still a social animal as much as I can be really introverted at times. Isolation, I don't think has been as difficult for me as it has been for <laughs> others that I know. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that I've learned and I feel like I'm, I'm constantly learning more every day. I've been in business for five years on my own and I feel like I'm just learning constantly. So there's a lot of lessons still out there to be had. That's great. And so if, if there's uh, any takeaways, um, you know, if, if somebody, um, you know, wants to know, like what, what can you share that uh, from your takeaways, that's really important that you can, you know, some valuable information that you can impart on, on listeners. So, I mean, I guess it depends on what, what kind of takeaways? Is it for people who want to start their own business? Is it for people who just want general success? Is it people who want to be successful at negotiation? Right. Just general success. Um, you know, it could be uh, uh, whatever you feel. What do you, what do you think that um, that question means to you? Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. No, it's okay. <laughs> I love questions like this. Um, I read a book that was one of the most uplifting books I think I've ever read by... Oh gosh, I'm going to, Adam Grant is the guy who wrote it. Um, he's a psychologist and he wrote a book, a book called Give and Take. Um, he's one of my favorites to follow. And his book gave me hope at a time where I felt quite dark about people and about people's intentions and things like that. And I, I feel like, well, he says that people fall into three categories, the givers, the takers, and the matchers, the people in the middle. And I've always felt that 
I'm, I definitely feel more comfortable in that giving category. I don't feel good taking from somebody without giving something in return. And I don't know if that was my Greek upbringing where it's like, you never come to a house empty handed. Or right. um, I think that was instilled in me from, from, a, from, a, from a, an early time, but right. it gave me hope because the more stories I read and the more I see from my own experiences, it's the givers who end up the most successful. So you can be a matcher and you'll do fine because matchers are the people who go in there going, I'm going to help this person because I know I'm going to get something out of it in return. But the people who are giving just because they want to be a better part of society, they want to genuinely help as many people as they can because they get a fuzzy moment from being a giver. Those are the ones that I think end up further ahead in the long run. It may not seem that way to us right now. You might see some right. folks and go, how are they ahead when you know they're a jerk, you know they're a taker, you know they're screwing people over. It will catch up. Just right. le lengthen the timeline a little longer. <laughs> right. And you'll see the Bernie Madoffs and things like that, they end up in jail, um, right. takers, so to speak. Um, so I think for me that has, that rang so true because I was worried that because I'm such a giver and I gave to former employers and former managers and former bosses and former friends even, mm -hmm. and sometimes you do get screwed and you're like, but how is this going to work? Like, how am I going to get ahead if these people are, are just constantly sucking the life out of me? Right. Um, I, I just know that from my own experiences now and the validation from the research that when you give, you get a lot more in return. So true. Well said. So what's, what's next for you, uh, Boutini? Um, you, you're pretty much doing everything right now. <laughs> um, it's a busy time. It's ironic because so much of my work is live with clients, um, whether it's consulting, training, or keynoting. And now with the uh, global epidemic that's been going on, I am grounded for quite some time. The good news is, though, I was on the cusp of launching some online content next month. So I'm trying to expedite it to get it into people's hands a little bit earlier. Um, so those launches will be coming really soon for online courses. And if you go to my website, FotiniIcon.com or my social media handles at FotiniIcon, I'll be making more and more announcements about that soon. And I will be also doing some free content um, I keep surveying my audiences to go, what's going to be helpful to you right now? How can we help everybody get ahead in what really is a time of crisis um, where people really do need the assistance? So I'll be doing bits and pieces of some free stuff that I think is going to be really useful to folks. That's and then the other big thing um, is I've finished a book recently. So that will be oh, launching great. in early 2021. We're still finalizing details now. Things are a bit fuzzy with some big changes going on in the universe. Okay. Um, and, but we're finalizing production and launch dates and things like that. So I expect that to be out and available in early 2021. So again, those types of uh, announcements will be on my website. Oh, wonderful. Um, is it okay if you just share the book, the, the, uh, the title of your book? We don't have it yet. <laughs> oh, you don't have it? Okay. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're tossing around a few ideas. Um, okay. The general principle of the book is two things. One is that my goal is to make the subject of negotiation more approachable to everybody, um, okay. to make it clear that it doesn't have to be combative, it doesn't have to be competitive, it doesn't have to be scary. So taking okay. some of the fear out of that and making it an, an accessible and approachable subject matter for everybody. Um, 
Um, and the other thing is that it doesn't just happen in the boardroom, it happens everywhere. Um, right. The most rewarding messages I get are from my MBA students who tell me I have a better relationship with my spouse or with my kids or with my boss, all because I'm using these skills on a daily basis. So it's not necessarily just reserved for those of us in the corporate world, it happens every single day around us. And there are ways to actually create value for everybody around you as well. It doesn't have, you don't have to feel like a taker. You can feel like you are contributing something to somebody else's life by using your negotiation skills. And you can be preventing arguments instead of creating arguments. I get people all the time who go, oh, you're a negotiator, great, argue with me. And I'm like, Actually, <laughs> that's not my job. My job is to prevent those arguments and to resolve right. arguments. Um, and so I think when people learn that you can use these skills everywhere, it, it just helps to take the sting out of and the fear out of some of that negotiation stuff that tends to be quite stressful for most people. Wow. That's, that sounds wonderful. And I think a lot of people, um, I think general people would love to read that, including myself, because, uh, you know, I've, I've done a lot of negotiating in, you know, previous, uh, previous roles. So I, I think it would be great information. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing all uh, about yourself and what you've done uh, over the years and, and uh, you know, imparting your wisdom on us because uh, I think you're a wealth of information, very authentic person, and uh, actually somebody who I really look up to. Uh, well, again, thank you for content. that compliment. I hope that your listeners do log into Instagram or whatever it is and send me questions because I do love getting audience questions. Perfect. So when I do get something in my inbox, I share it out anonymously, of course, um, to my entire audience because I don't have time necessarily for one-on-one -on -one coaching very often. And right. it's the only way I can really get that information out to the universe. So they're more than welcome to reach out via website, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever it is, Twitter, um, to send me their questions. Wonderful. I definitely will uh, post uh, your information uh, um, at the bottom of, of the screen so that people will know exactly how to reach you. Great. Perfect. Well, thank you once again, Fatini, for, for letting me interview you. And um, I, I just, I really appreciate the time that you've taken. I know you're a very busy person. So, so thank you once again. Well, thank you for sharing the messages. I appreciate that too. Most definitely. Thank you. Have a great one. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.